Welcome to Not For Nothing with your hosts, Chris and Chris. And hi. Man, I, I'm the Quincy Jones of the Not For Nothing podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But Have you watched fun. the We Are The World soundtrack? Or, uh, no, sorry, no, the documentary? No. I don't need to watch that, really. I don't feel like I need to watch it, do I? It's Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Why? Well, I mean, because it's an hour and a half, and it's like a nostalgic. It's don't get me wrong, I fast forward through a lot, but like I wanted to see, I wanted to see like the like some of the singy parts. I think most of it's available. Like if you just were on YouTube, it's a lot of YouTube clips. Yeah, big takeaways are thus: Lionel Richie may be the greatest person on earth. He's okay. like just nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just does nice things. He, I didn't realize he was the host. Of the AMAs the night of the recording of We Are the World. So he, like, not only, like, wrote and essentially, like, production managed or, like, production coordinated the We Are the World singing, but he also was the host and performer of the American Music Awards that night. Hmm. Yeah. And he's, like... Yeah, super talented, but also, like, nice. He just does nice things. I knew he was nice. Like, I read about, like, how he adopted Nicole, and, mm-hmm. like, no one would do that now. Like, yeah. if, like, I don't know, think of a, who's a, who's a popular band right now. There's, are there bands anymore? Let's say there was a band. Coldplay? <laughs> yeah, Coldplay. That'd be, like, Chris Martin adopting his bass player's child because that guy couldn't raise him because he was, like, a crackhead. Like, that would yeah. never happen. Yeah, right. It would right. the lead singer of a. I mean, I don't know. It's insane yeah. to me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's one takeaway. Lionel's great. You knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, there's a, the other part of it that I find. So there's always been this like trope or meme of like Bob Dylan like looking lost during the whole thing. You know, <laughs> I can see that. Like he's like, kind of mouthing the words and he doesn't really know where to go. And there is this part, I won't spoil it, where, but basically, like, he just goes, and it, this part was it never explained, because you can't explain this much, there's not this much depth in a meme, you know? First of all, Quincy Jones says, don't sing out of your vocal range, so, like, the, he's, he has no vocal range, so he doesn't really sing at all. Mm. But then when it comes time for his solo, he's, he just is clearly uncomfortable, and he goes, hey, Stevie, can we just go over to your piano? Like, he knows... They're like, Stevie Wonder is going to help him out, like, of all the people in the room. And mm-hmm. Stevie does. It's so insane. It's so amazing to, like, see these musicians that are superstars, especially at this time, like, showing a little bit of vulnerability. I think that's probably the coolest part of it. Okay. Like, our dude Huey Lewis is super vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, the other like, key- why? You think like he is he? Well, I think he wasn't he, as big of a star at that point, and he kind of yeah. got thrown into this situation. Uh, like he, did, I don't think he thought he was going to do a a solo. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. Uh, and he's like, you know, he's like trying to figure out harmonies, and he's got fucking Steve Perry who can harmonize with a right car like a mother- alarm. Yeah, telling him how to do it, and it's like, yeah. he, you know, clearly he's like, I'm a raspy, not really good singer. And fucking Steve Perry's over there, like, just try like this. You know, it's like fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. And then the other takeaway is that I think we're, we, like, uh, like us, our exact age group range are the only, like, we're the last people that were affected by We Are the World. Because I asked Kristen this morning, and she had never heard of it. No, for sure. Never heard of it. Yeah. I was like, you've never, and she's like, oh, I, oh, wait, no, I, like, lying. I, I, of course I know it. And I was like, <laughs> name one person who sang on it. I was like, you could guess and probably get one. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she wouldn't do it. She just wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't take a guess. <laughs> so I think it was very specific to, like, I think I was in, like, third grade or whatever, you know? And it was, like, a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh. I mean, it was huge in our time. It was it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's cra- it's crazy because it's also like this thing that, uh, like now nowadays they just be like, send in your here's the song, send in your yeah. thing, we'll mix it in Pro Tools or whatever. Right, right, right. But to get everybody together at that one time, how many how many people total was there? Like, uh, six, it's a like, lot. Yeah, forty, thirty, or forty. Okay. All right. Waylon Jennings uh, is a racist, as it turns out. Uh, mm. I don't Shocking. Think, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a. He won't. Uh, he walks out when they when Stevie tries to get him to sing Swahili. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I'm not singing this fucking African mumbo jumbo hoo ha," and he walks out. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. I mean, you could see it in his body language, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm totally like, what are you but... even doing there anyway? You know, right? Like a favorite right. of Willie. Mm, it's like the difference between Willie and Waylon. It's like Willie doesn't give a shit and stays till seven in the morning because he's and he harmonizes with fucking Dion Warwick. Like the guy will do anything. Back to yeah. Willie. Here we are. Yeah. The, the Willie pod. See? It, uh, the Willie pad? Willie. Is it, we did a, yep. a Willie Nelson podcast. Would be called the Willie pad? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but getting a lot of feedback from that Willie episode, by the way. Really? Yeah, surprising amount. Uh, people everyone says like people I didn't expect have seen him uh, and they all mm. say it's fantastic doesn't matter you see him last year you see him 20 years ago yeah they're, they're, everyone's like it's great don't be a fool if he's still alive go see him okay so now my new year's resolution is to see Willie Nelson before he dies which means he's gonna die tomorrow yeah yeah totally but whatever at least you know you're uh, making the effort to sort uh, of I'm not <laughs> okay I mean, but you're thinking about it. You know, that's what I mean. If he was like reconsidering it in town, yeah, let's check it out. Let's uh, let's see next next time we'll go. Uh, maybe it's in the summer, like out like Jones Beach or something. We can like yeah, be outside or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> I'm like on the fence still. Yeah, okay. At least you're on the fence, though. I mean, I like Willie Nelson. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I think he's fantastic. He gives, he's like yep. my grandmother's favorite singer. I don't know why I'm just like hung up on this idea that it's going to make me depressed. Mm, I mean, it might. Yeah, it might. It might. Yeah. Blue eyes crying. Um, <laughs> anyway, I ha- that's, that's We Are the World. I, re- I recommend you. Uh, you see it. There's some pretty cool harmonies, uh, like Paul Simon and Kenny Rogers. Like you, I've forgotten that. Like the the way they paired them, I guess, was by uh, vocal range and not by like friends. You know. Sure, that so, makes sense. Yeah, 
So it's kind of crazy. Like you could tell that some people are like, what am I doing with this guy? You know, <laughs> but you know, it's a time and place. Okay. And yeah. now, now Ethiopia is fine. So it worked. Totally fine. Yeah. It worked. It's all, it worked. yeah. It, it was like, it was like magic. We are the world. Mm, we are. We are the children. We are the children. You know. We had to learn that fucking song in sign language for like a school assembly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like we learned the song or something too, man. Yeah, like I feel like it was like a cult. Yeah, I hated like I, I. It might be the first song I remember being like, "All right, enough. I can't hear this song again." <laughs> and yeah. as like a third grader, or whatever, like that's not yeah. that common. You'll listen to the same shit over and over and over and over exactly. and over. I'm like, put on fucking Eye of the Tiger one more time, please. I just finished <laughs> it. I'd like to hear it again. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Eye of the tiger. That, oh my god! I, uh, or like another one bites the dust. Could I hear that song? Like I, I didn't want to watch Rocky for a long time because that fucking movie or that, that song. song. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Ugh. song though. If you take I, away all the times you've heard it and every marathon that it's always playing during, I guess it is. I don't know. I think I'm still. I, I think I'm still like scarred from of, it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I have some I have some post traumatic stress from we are. I, I feel like it comes on like the radio when you're in like a like a like a road trip or a group of people like on the car in a car and that song comes on and everyone starts like you know getting all pumped up and like singing it together. I feel like I'm the one just just sitting there like rolling my eyes like oh god can we not do this? Man, I, I it doesn't make you want to run around the block. No, no. I think I'm pulling over. Yeah, I'm with you. I've heard it too many times. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of those, but I feel like as a kid, We Are the World was the first one where I was like, I think I, I, and I think everyone got tired of it, which is funny yeah. because the whole point of it was to raise money. And yet everyone was like, oh, fuck this song again. <laughs> well, I think everyone raised the money, but then they kept playing the song and you're like, all right, like en- enough now. I know when like Grammys, it's not like a, a great song. Right. Although it was like at the top of the charts and stuff too, though, wasn't it? Like yeah, it, yeah, for sure. It sold like yeah. it sold a lot of copies. Yeah, right. Which is great. Which was the point. Yeah, it's a but, Michael's a little creepy. Not gonna lie. Oh, he's yeah, a, really? Yeah, weird. He's yeah, like, this song oh. for the children. <laughs> Quincy, come over here with Bub and Lionel. Lionel can't get over. Lionel just like all the Lionel stories. He's just like, and then a fucking monkey crawled out. And I was like, fuck this, Michael. <laughs> like, and then a snake. There was a snake. <laughs> like every story ends with a fucking animal that Lionel's uncomfortable being around. And Michael being like, hey, Lionel, you found my snake. Thanks. <laughs> there's, there's a, um, there's a, I just saw this thing about like a potential movie like they're going to make or something. And it's still early, but apparently like Miles Teller is attached to it. Who's Miles Teller? Uh, he's the really like young, like, like cocky, douchey guy. Like Penn and Teller. Uh, no, no. <laughs> he's he's Teller's son. Um, uh, he's like he's in the new uh, Top Gun. Oh movie. fuck no! This yeah. guy is my fucking nemesis. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shoulderless freak. Yeah. Yeah. Non uh, Whiplash is my least favorite movie of all uh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Of oh all yeah, time. totally Whiplash. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course, Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but people. <laughs> People are sort of making the joke that they're like, 
What is he going to play like Michael like later in his life or something? <laughs> but he's a Michael. Ja- he's in the Michael Jackson movie. Uh, apparently, they're apparently they're making a Michael Jackson movie. He's already attached to it. I don't even know if there's like they're already even making it yet. But it's like potentially they're making it. Seems dangerous. Yeah, it seems really like. Wasn't that a Michael well, Jackson record? Dangerous. They could just call it dangerous. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and just have it really weird and creepy and like, yeah. Crazy. I, I, last takeaway was definitely like of all the people you wanted to hang out with in that room, Michael is dead last. Like, yeah. If you, yeah, like, and, and I think he was sweet, but well, he was in sweet. hindsight. In hindsight. I, I don't know. In the moment, he's like pretty, un- like, I don't know. It's weird. Unco- yeah. Okay. I could probably, I could see it, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with Dan Aykroyd either. There's the other one. I'd probably just be hanging out with the Pointer Sisters. Like, that'd be low stakes, you know? <laughs> Right, <laughs> and you don't want to walk up to like Bruce Springsteen and try to have a conversation, but like, like Suzanne Pointer, you know, she's probably chill. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't, I wouldn't be wanting to hang out with Bruce Springsteen, but I don't really care for him anyway. So, uh, and he just the way he, like he'd probably be talking in like, in like these like weird folksy song like stories anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Down on the stocks. Yeah. Like, well, okay. I just got off the road. Yeah. yeah. Like, where where okay. did the fucking chimes and organ come from? Yeah. Like, what it's really nice to meet you. Yeah. Why did the lights do? <laughs> what is going on? Meanwhile, the Pointer Sisters are just back there in four part harmony. Like the one that's had some yeah. real low. Like, yeah. Nobody control it. It's totally automatic. Like, that's who I'm hanging out with. Pointer Sisters. Who's control? Maybe James Ingram. I like the it. The low stakes members. Yeah, yeah. They're all just chill, just sort of like humming, maybe. Yeah, humming. Yeah. Yeah, I want those guys. That's who yeah. I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Like the other oh. guys from the news that I got don't... invited. Yeah. <laughs> Did they all get invited? I think there's other news. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could hang out with Huey, I'd probably. Yeah, he seemed a little wound up. Okay. But yeah, you want, I mean, you'd want to hang out with, like, Daryl Hall. Maybe you'd end up hanging out with John Oates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, uh, I don't know how it works out, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As it like, turns oh, out, as it turns out, John's great. Yeah. A lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> He's into miniatures. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if you're like talking to Daryl Hall. Like one second, you, you just turn your head real quick and all of a sudden like he just disappears and it's like Oates is just like in its place. And you're yeah. like, oh, you have to look, you have to look down. Yeah. <laughs> like expecting to look up and obviously you're like, wait, where'd he go? And yeah. Just look yeah, down. Like, I'm sorry. yeah. You're like, John, I'm sorry. I can't. My neck hurts. I can't keep talking to you. You're like, here, talk to my wife. She's the same height. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You guys are kind of the Daryl Hall and John Oates of couples, if you yeah. think about it. Because Daryl Hall is very tall. Is he very? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's tall. I think he's taller than you. No, no. I don't think so. I stood in an elevator with him once, and he was oh, really? way taller than me. I worked. I worked, We brought him in for something at, the, at Brookfield. And Same I like. I was, yeah, like, I felt like a little smaller or shorter, maybe. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering accurately. He was, he was super nice, though, I remember. I think one. You're right. He's my height. I just imagine him. I rem- maybe because fucking Daryl Hall or John Oates is five four. 
He just right. seems gigantic. Well, maybe you just you, you just think so highly of him, you just make him bigger than he is. That's true. He's probably also wearing boots, and he's got way bigger hair than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, was, I was definitely slouching. I was like, oh, John. Oh, Daryl. I was like, sh- I actually thought I was going to shit my pants. I don't get starstruck that often, but... <laughs> really? Well, I wasn't... You, you know, like, I... Yeah. That's why you think he's so big, then, because you probably... You're, you sort I of... I cowered in his presence. Yeah, or you you sort of put him up on a pedestal. So you he always I think they always you always think someone's like bigger than they are when you sort of. I think of you're right because I remember him being like 27 feet tall. I think it was also like I wasn't expecting. You know, like I was. I, I, I when I when I'm gonna see famous people, I know I'm gonna see famous people, so I don't give a yeah. shit. Right. But then fucking all of a sudden it's like hold the door please, and you're like, oh, oh. could this fucking elevator go any slower? <laughs> like yeah. this is the worst. Just hit all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just, I just want to spend a couple of minutes with you, man. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the Sarah smiles. <laughs> Why is it a baby's eyes with a woman's hair, or whatever it is? <laughs> or baby's hair with a woman's eyes? Something I don't know. What it is. I yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Why is it? Why is that so creepy though, Daryl? Yeah, Daryl. Tell me more about it. Yeah. Does John ever get a noodle stuck in his mustache? Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about you, please. <laughs> Since we're talking about the '80s, I had one. I had a, th- I had a thought. I had a thought idea. Okay. Do remember the movie Cocoon? Yeah. Yeah, Cocoon, right? Mm-hmm. Wilford Brimley. Yep. Some other people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're old. They're in a retirement community. They go into a swimming pool. Yeah, I don't really remember what happens in the movie. They I get th- young, I think. Yeah, they 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 can act young. They don't think they get younger, but they can do like more. Okay, and I think so it's re- because of like an alien. I don't know. And Something. Steve Gutenberg's in it for some reason. He's like the a scientist or something. I might have to watch oh, yeah, this movie can- again. It's a pool containing alien cocoons. Yeah. Okay. So I'm them energized with youthful vigor. Okay. There you go. Plot points. So, oh, it was a Ron Howard. Oh. So I was thinking, because uh, everyone remembers Cocoon. I mean, I don't really remember it that well, but I remember like it, the impact. Like It's like, you, oh, it's a still good movie. It. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows. You, hear, you say Cocoon, you think of Wilford Brimley like running around a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking they could reboot it, which I know is your least favorite thing in the world, but like, let's do Cocoon 2 or sure. 2 Coon. Jesus. Cootoon. Maybe that's better. A little less racist sounding. Uh, yeah. Jesus. I, come on, it was innocent. Uh, but Cocoon 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Steve Gutenberg is the old person now. Yeah. And okay. Finds the fou- and, they, and it happens again. And there's like a Miles Turner, Miles Teller, whatever. <laughs> He's sure. the new Steve Gutenberg. Uh-huh. Or maybe it's a black person since that movie was probably lacking in diversity but you know what i'm saying i Mm -hmm. i follow steve gutenberg on instagram i ran into him in the palisades not that long ago oh that's right yeah he's wonderful he's so wonderful all he does is is exude positivity he's like exactly what you want him to be and he would be the perfect casting because we're ready for a Gutenberg. like people have forgotten gutenberg was like the most important actor for like two years like you mm. couldn't do wrong. Like Steve Gutenberg could could do no wrong, and now he's mm-hmm. nobody. Like he's Michael Keaton, right? Like let's get him back. Like there's a, it's time for a Gutenberg revival. 
I like it. Like a like a a la John Travolta or Michael Keaton or or fucking Brendan Fraser, whoever you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Cocoon Two or just Cocoon (laughs) again, just Cocoon. (laughs) Cocooned again. Chrysalis. Back. Chrysalis. Back Could we call Chrysalis? Uh, back to the... <laughs> back to the cocoon. I don't even like saying the word that much. I kind of it's, don't it's, want to say... It sounds really word. offensive. It's a weird word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, that aside, what do you think of this uh, movie idea? I, I love it. I, love actually, it. I actually I love it because it's not a remake. It's a sequel. Yeah, we haven't had a good sequel in a while. Yeah, and yeah, and he still plays up. himself, and he but now he's older, and he's like kind of forgotten about the the original whatever. So. Yeah, and then maybe he has a son, a daughter, or something that's like. And Ron Howard could direct it, and Ron Howard's daughter could be in yeah. it. she could be. Yeah. The, she could be in it too. She could be one of the she young could be, people. Um, yeah, his wife or something. Yeah. Well, she can't be his wife. I think she's very young, isn't she? I don't how I don't know. Like, uh, how old boots now? Then in the sixties. Oh, okay. That's the point, Chris. He's got to be old. Yeah, but he's not old enough as like they were though. So it's yeah, like but this... it's but it, we'd we'd age him a little. We get him. That would be the that that's how we'd get there. Oh, yeah. If oh, he yeah, wears a, if he acts older than he is, which is would be like a real acting stretch, you know? Yeah. In the yeah. beginning, then when he needed to do the young parts, it would be easier, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, his acting range! He can." I thought he was eighty. Like I haven't totally. seen Steve Gutenberg in so long. I really thought he was eighty. And now I realize he's only 60. He's been steadily working, just not like stuff we know. Yeah, that's called a failed career, Chris. That's, no, that's, I could say the same fit. thing about like, I don't know, the guy from Keenan and Kel. Like, the, they're all doing, yeah, you do stuff, I guess. Yeah. Just not popular things. Well, the last thing he did, wait, oh, it was a little mermaid cartoon. Never mind. I thought that was the. Yeah, uh, that's pretty not like a straight to. CVS. Yeah, he's getting paid though, man. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not shitting on him. I'm saying he hasn't been yeah, in the. Like he hasn't bit. been in the like in, uh, the forefront of the motion picture industry for a while. Yeah, well, a lot of people haven't been. I know, but that's the point of a comeback. Michael Keaton. No one knew what the fuck he was up to. Last thing they saw him in was like Jack Frost. They were like, "What the fuck happened to this guy?" Yeah, and he comes and he does Birdman or whatever, and he wins an Oscar. Like that's what I'm. I want for Gutenberg. Great. I think we can make this happen. I think so too. I'm going to call him up. Yeah, I know where he hangs out in L.A. I could probably just run into him. You know, be like, he's he was really great on a Party Down. I don't know if you ever saw that show. I never. Nope. Oh, he's fantastic in it. He, he was in one episode of Community. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Mm, okay, great. One episode of Party Down. I mean, he's there. He's yeah. He, he's he's right, around. Right for the picking. Okay. I like this idea. Thank you. Yeah. Let's workshop it to Ron. Okay. I'll call Yeah, him we'll uh, make some calls. I'll have, I'll yeah, call, I guess. I'll yeah, call, I guess the... the only way I know to get to Ron is to call Potsy. <laughs> <laughs> Anton Mount? No, what is his name? Uh... <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. call him unless the Fonz hits the payphone for me. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I could see Anson is his name. Oh, Anson. 
Anson Williams. There you go. Yeah. I can only know that because I can I can literally see the fucking opening credits. Right, right, right. And then it was Don Most was the was Ralph. Donnie yeah. Most. Yeah. I think he turned to Don later in the in the in the series. God, what a show. What a show. A lot of those guys are still alive, surprisingly. Yeah. We could uh, I'm sure we could get Henry Winkler in there too, you know, in yeah. the uh, to in the we could Oh, there we go. Get sure. fucking Henry Winkler. Why not? Yeah. That's a good call. Who? Yeah, yeah this is good. This is good. Oh, and uh, his brother Clint Howard was in it. it was in original. He could uh, he could have a a part in the I don't like the looks of that guy. <laughs> well, that's the point. He's yucky. <laughs> I wonder what happened to him in the original movie, though, because I wonder if they can. He was probably a fucking psychopathic murderer. He's always a murderer. Yeah, well, in that movie, I don't know if they. Nah, he's a murderer. It's a subplot. <laughs> it just you just see him lurking in the back, and then there's like a whole that's like in the canon of Cocoon. There's a side story where he murders everyone. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sure. Totally missed. I totally forgot about that part. Yeah. You, you, you gotta really breathe between the lines. Listen to this story. Uh, Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, turn off your. Uh, if you haven't seen Cocoon, yeah. now's your chance. You've given you fair warning. Chris is gonna break it down for you. A group of aliens return to Earth to retrieve cocoons containing the people they've left behind from an earlier trip. These cocoons had been resting at the bottom of an ocean. Once retrieved, they stored these re- recovered cocoons in a swimming pool of a house that they rented in a small Florida town. Wait, the aliens rented an Airbnb? Yeah, so, but they, so they left them in the ocean, but then they're like, well, we got to pick them up, but, but we can't take them, so we're going to rent a house with a pool and put them in the pool. How the <laughs> fuck did they rent them? And we, how are they transporting no, them? I don't know. This makes no sense. Their mission is hampered by a number of elderly people from a nearby retirement community who had been secretly using the pool and discover the unusual powers from within these cocoons. <laughs> these fucking sneaky people. <laughs> it's got so many plot holes to it. Like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this movie wasn't as good as. <laughs> I think it was magical. Oh, it was magical, but it just is like this is so hokey. Is there like other famous old people or just Wilford Brimley? No, oh, no, there's tons of uh, there's tons of people in this. This is uh, great. Uh, so it's Wilford Brimley, Brian Dennehy. Oh wow, he's one of the old people. You know, he's got to be a mean guy. Something De- probably. Dennehy's, Dennehy's like a facilitator. He like works at the old folks' home. He's mean. Yeah, he's probably, always mean. Yeah, he probably runs it. Uh, Jessica Tandy. Oh, she was a dime back in her day, right? Of course. Uh, Is that Hugh driving Cro- Miss Daisy, Matessica Tandy? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hume Cronin? No idea, but that's a you would, crazy name. You, you would recognize him. Uh, you would totally recognize him. He, um, oh, Brewster's Million? Oh, the mean dad. Yeah, he's the old guy. Yeah, I, I can see him. Yep. But he's been in a ton of shit. And Don Amici was uh, like a famous uh, actor a long time ago as well. Uh, he was actually, he was one of the brothers uh, from like Trading Places, like the rich, the, the, the rich guys. This is like the same movie. Trading Places and Brewster's Millions are literally the same movie in yeah. my mind. So it's funny yeah. that you would say those. You, I, I'm like, the, I, that, that means nothing to me. Okay. But I get they you. Were also, 
Yeah. Uh, and there was like, there's a couple of people where I, I sort of recognize their faces a little bit, but you know, I don't know if you, you wouldn't know their uh, names necessarily. <laughs> Tawny Welch. Tawny Welch sounds familiar. Tawny Welch? Yeah. That name Tawny is a real slut name. Oh, wait, there was a cocoon to return. What? God Hol- damn it. Yeah. 1988. They made a sequel like right away? Yeah. Goots is in it. Oh, so it would be Cocoon 3. Thank goodness. Yeah, make the trilogy. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Wait, Chris, do you know who is in the return? Who? Your, your, your one and only. Elaine Stritch. Ah! With the fucking English muffins! (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever told you? (laughs) <laughs> the time Elaine Stritch <laughs> oh man oh, that might be my favorite joke now <laughs> oh my god oh boy yeah Oh, and uh, Courtney Cox is in it too in, in the sequel. Where, where are you finding this info? I'm on the internet. It doesn't. It's on MDB. Oh, I don't. That website's a nightmare to me. Oh, what? It's just it's... riddled with like pop up ads and, and like you have to click through so many things to get your information. I refuse to use IMDB. I don't. That doesn't happen to me at all. That website sucks. It's so ugly to look at. We're, I don't even know how to navigate it. It's like videos and photos, and like you have to like dig around. There's a pop-up ad. Look, at, I'm literally looking at a pop-up ad already. I'm like, why? How could you guys still be doing this? Oh, this website's terrible, terrible. Tawny Welch, though, her name was Kitty. Yeah, the names I don't recognize anything, but oh, I, she's Raquel Welch's real. daughter. Oh. Also in her 60s. Wow, Clint Howard. He could be in it as like the old guy. He looks (laughs) terrible right now, so it's perfect. (laughs) Gutenberg's the only one that's kept himself together. Like, what's happening here? And the Gutenberg run there for a while was like really good. He was was doing things. He was doing Mm -hmm. things. Oh, and uh, Gwen Verdon, who was like the famous uh, dancer with Bob Fosse. There you go. There you go. So, part three coming out. Yeah, soon. Twenty twenty six. You want to say? Let's let's uh. Yeah, maybe seven. I mean, we got to make sure the script is is tight. So we got to work on that for a little bit. Doesn't seem like we do actually. (laughs) (laughs) It can just. It can. Sounds like it writes itself. (laughs) You're like the aliens. Go to a pizza parlor. They got a few more cocoons in the, in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same maybe story. Do a, just, just do it again. Maybe, maybe we could do a cocoon weekend at Bernie's kind of yeah, crossover. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Or three men in a cocoon. Oh, there we go. Because that needs yeah. a trilogy, too. You get just two, two trilogies at once. Yeah, you just... Uh, three, men, yeah, three men in a little cocoon. Because I'd, like I'd like to see what Tom Selleck and, and Ted Danson have for, for chemistry still. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Kirstie <laughs> Alley. Isn't she in that? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Look Who's Talking. Yeah. 
That could do also, a trilogy too. Is she dead? She might be dead. I think she might have died. Yeah, she died from yeah COVID. Her. Oh, that's right. From denying COVID, I think. Her and Meatloaf. Yeah. Just singing some terrible karaoke in heaven. <laughs> I would do anything for love. Dan, what was his name on Cheers? Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam. Sam alone. I would do anything for Sam. Mm. But I but then she marries that Robin guy. Oh, I hated him. Anyway, want to talk about sports? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have fun with this one, but uh... <laughs> well, I don't have anything else. Uh, it seems like oh, Chris, I had an idea. Oh, great. Well, unless you have something you wanted to talk about stuff, I don't want to. I've I've really taken up. I've chewed up a lot of the scenery this morning. No, I, uh, I, uh, no, I think it's been, it's been all right. It's, uh, I, I do this all the time to myself. It's like, oh, I, like, this is like, I have this idea or this thought I want to like, you know, talk to you about or something. And then I never write it down. And as the week goes by, I forget about it. You so, got to do a notes in your phone. I do the same thing. I do. Thing. I know I do, but I forget to do the notes then too, which is a real problem. But well, uh, they gotta, that's okay. on it. Cause I'm looking at my phone in my notes. I have an NFN note and I always erase it after the show. And then I put ideas into it. And then I have them here when we talk. Yeah, I I, uh, I try to do the same thing. I'm not always uh, good at it. Though, it's so. okay. It's okay. I mean, for, you could also just write down, Chris is going to talk too much, uh, <laughs> and I won't get a word in edgewise. That could be the note every time. <laughs> Chris is going to give me eight minutes to make salient points while he spins, about, spins out about conspiracy theories. <laughs> Which, oh, here we go. by the way, Guess who's in the Super Bowl? Taylor uh, Swift. Uh, yeah. As predicted, on November 14th. Welcome to the club, everybody. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. I welcome everyone to the, oh, isn't it fun? How right I was. So, that's why I thought about that, Chris. If, I, th- I believe, if the Lions wouldn't have cut or waived or traded DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Whoa. What? Remember how they had Swift on their team? Sure. But they, they chose Gibbs and they shipped Swift off to Philly. If sure. they would have kept Swift, it would have been, then I think they would have won. And it would have been a what? Swift, Swift Super Bowl. Oh. Uh... Oh, they wow, did. you're really stretching this one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really understand how the Lions lost that game. Um, I mean, we could also had they could also just they could have had a an Eminem Swift. Ah, good uh, point. That is a good point. Yeah. So, well, people wanted that one. They were that was right for the yeah. plucking. Can't gamble, Dan Gamble, Dan Campbell. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Uh. I heard, actually heard a really interesting take on uh, that Dan Campbell, like the, so for those listeners that don't know, Dan Campbell, the Lions were up by 17, squander lead, lost the game, 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, right? Sure. Safe yep. to say? Mm-hmm. Now, Dan Campbell, what? Wait, say that again? The Lions had, were up 17 points, squandered a lead, and now the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's a recap. Yeah, I thought I thought you I were was saying just giving you a real little recap. Yep. Yeah. Just for yeah, our yeah. listeners that don't know what I'm talking about, you sure. did, but I was kind of jumping around. 
That's fine. Uh, I, the take I heard, so there's been a lot of controversy of whether or not like he should have kicked that field goal. Yeah. The first in the, at the start of the third quarter, he was like at the 20 or something. It's not really the Dan Campbell way, but he had kicked a field goal from the two yard line to end the half. So right. it was kind right. of, he's like, it didn't seem like it was out of the line of question for me. I was like, kick the field goal. Yes. Like I was like, take the points. This feels like a very take the points. kind of like agree. Atlanta's losing to Patriots vibe. Mm-hmm. And people very are like, much. and that the, then I've heard the, the counter argument from all of the people that are smart, like the analytics driven, like Gen Z millennial, you know, sure. the, the, the people that are like pretend like they like offensive line on the ringer, you know, like they're like, astute. <laughs> uh, and they're like, this is how he always plays. That's like odds were blah, 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 chance of winning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like right. this is, he should have got it. It was just a drop pass, but he did the right thing. Right. But then I heard Bill Burr have this interest, very like this take that I thought was really salient, which is by missing that play on fourth down, it wasn't just like you're giving the ball back to the Niners. You're giving them back with like a crazy crowd. And tons mm-hmm. of momentum, and then do it mm-hmm. to do it again was just elevating the momentum, and the and like that's a real thing, and that's this is like the analytics versus like what you see on the field argument. But yeah. but his point was wasn't just like oh yeah go with momentum or whatever. But he was like if he kicks that field goal, then the fans are silent, and then they have to sit through a timeout, like a TV timeout, and then the 49ers get back on the field, and then it's a kickoff. And it's like, oh, that's a touchback. And then it's back to commercial. So then you're going to have like seven minutes of fans yep. just muttering. Mm-hmm. And then you get the ball on the 20 or 25, and you start from there with like a quiet crowd, a, mm-hmm. a stilted, a little bit more of a stilted offense that's questioning themselves. So it's really like about the art of war more than it is. Like you're, you're missing that part of it. And I, thought, I was like, fuck, that's really not a bad take. Yeah. And I think that's coaching too, right? Like that's in a way that's kind of analytics, right? Right. It's like but you, it's, it's all, it's the counter to analytics because there's no number behind it, no, but, but really well, there yeah, is. Well, it's it's you, kind of putting a number behind it. You're right. Yeah. You're kind of quantifying that, that sequence of events. And yeah. that, I mean, so, and it's, there, there's two sides of this thing that I, I, I kind of, it drives me crazy because one, like there's nothing wrong with analytics and analytics is, is basically just the, the development and study of data and statistics. Oh, great. Right? I'm not an anti-analytics guy. At no, no, all. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, and then it's like how people use data and stats and all that stuff and how they apply it to whatever, not just in football, but in business and all these other things too. Right. So it's, and it's been around for a hundred years, but people just sort of, fat, you know, it's like sort of just hang on to it. Like it's some gross new thing where it's like, it's, it's, it's it's nothing sort of new. It's just used more now. Like yeah, it's more used. It's, it's used more broadly now. It's also like I feel like you're like either an analytics person or you're not. Like it doesn't well, need I, to be that. You know, it doesn't, that's that's a, that, that, and and Dan Campbell's not actually an analytics guy. He never once did he say like, well, this is the percentages. He, I just like to go for it on fourth down. Good point. Except for when he's down on the goal line, and he, apparently he told the the halftime uh, the sideline reporter at halftime that he was like it was a little too far for us to go for a fourth down. I didn't feel comfortable like going for a fourth down. So I kicked the field goal. So, like, but he doesn't like that. I feel like that's not, he's not, he wasn't using 
analytics or some sort of number there to say like, hey, like, you know, the, the, the play sheet said, you know, or the number said not to go for, it, you know, whatever. Uh, and he never once said like on the two fourth downs that he was like, well, the numbers say blah, 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 blah. But it was just counter- his gut. Right. But the counter to that, too, though, is what is what I don't like is people always criticize that. Well, like, the analytics tell you to go for it and stuff. But there's actually analytics in like kicking the field goal, too. Because it doesn't you're you're, you're taking into account the the situation and the and the and the yardage to kick the field goal. Yeah. Right. And so like, and apparently some, some guy posted this actually it was Greg Olson, the, the announcer uh, who actually posted this. This was, uh, I thought this was great. Yeah. But he was like the lion's kicker, Michael Badgley for his career on 48 yards or more is 45%. Yeah. Terrible. So he's a terrible long distance kicker. Yeah. Outside too. Yeah. So you're not guaranteed those three points anyway. And that's what I can't stand about this is everyone's like, well, you know, you just gave up three points. What's well, not guaranteed, especially with kickers and what we know of kickers in the last 10 years and how bad they've been is, is, is that wasn't guaranteed. You were going to get three points. Should we take kicking out of the NFL? Uh, no. Well, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I like it because it just or adds another sort of layer to the game. Well, especially in these situations, it this uh, this helps drive content now. This this all this discussion for days and days and days. You know, I like, like it. I like it too. I just wish it wasn't so like hard to be a kicker. You know, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't be. I feel like it should be easy to be a kicker. Like they should get to kick off a tee instead of have this stupid snap. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like it should be more consistent. I, th- I maybe I'm just I'm spitballing, but there's a, there's a, like I like kicking too. Like I like field goals. I love field goals. Right. Like, but I don't know if it like like I don't know. There's there's a weird variable I to feel it. Like people just sort of, people sort of pick and choose when they sort of want to love and hate like kicking though too, right? Where it's like it's a, it's always the easy out for people who don't are always bashing analytics and be like, well, well you just a, kick, yeah. Kick I know. Uh, the thing is, is like if you have a good field goal kicker, it's like changes the whole, yeah, you know, the totally. whole dynamic of the game. Like uh, the Steelers Absolutely. have had a good field goal kicker for years now. Years, and you Look don't even the, think about it. You're like, oh, Boswell comes out. Here we go. Forty. Yeah. No Justin Tucker with the Ravens. I mean, like that's a, that's an edge. Then all of a sudden, right? Yeah, that you're right. You're absolutely right. It's an edge. You know? and, and also, San Francisco at some point, I think in the first half, they attempted a field goal, a pretty uh, pretty modest one, maybe thirty, maybe forty yards. The guy missed it. You know, is everybody, but nobody's talking about that. But like, if they lost the game, would they start talking about that one more about like how, you know, they missed that field Sounds goal? Like that you're a real Dan Campbell defender there. I'm just, I'm not a Campbell defender, but you're I, you're a I real Campbell this. guy. <laughs> I just don't like this when everyone sort of picks and chooses their argument for this bullshit. And it's like, you're, you're the whole thing about analytics is like they, the, the, the coaches have a play sheet, right? And, you know, if you ever listen to coaches talk and interviews and stuff, everything's always like scripted out for them. It's like if it's third and long, here's a set of plays they call. If it's third and short, fourth and short, like there's all these instances or like these. Uh, it's all part of the like the game plans already. You know, it's already scripted out for them, like when they're going to go for it, and when they're not going to go for it. So like fourth down is just an extension of already that no matter if it's first down, second down, third down and the yard and distances. Like it's not. There's nothing new to this. This is how they've been doing it for years. It's just that they've added fourth downs to it now. So like people are just so fucking stupid and they're so fucking blind that they can't actually see this. 
and understand this. And they just blame it on analytics now. And they're, they're like, everyone's all these fucking nerds are in the game now and they're ruining the game and stuff. Like, no, 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 no. They've just taken to another level. It's always been there. Can I ask you, uh, I'm, analytics or not analytics? That's not my lane. Yeah. Can I ask you a question that's more about the, how this, like the bad refs and conspiracy? Sure. Because I have a play that I wanted to get your opinion on. I know what you're going to say, but I feel like it. To hear my take and then tell me why I'm crazy. Sure. All right. So that same drive, he misses the field goal. Then Brock Purdy launches a pass to Brandon Ayuk, right? Who miraculously catches the ball off of the defenders. The ball hits the defender who misses an yep. interception, which was would have been an insane interception, but hits him in the helmet. Ayuk catches the ball and takes it down to the three, right? Amazing. Yep. Just an yep. insane amount of concentration to be running full yep. speed, watch a ball bounce off a person's helmet, mm-hmm. catch the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you remember that they threw a flag on that play? Yes. Yeah. And then when Ayuk caught it, they picked up the flag and that was that. I think if Ayuk doesn't catch it, yeah. they call a pass interference. Yeah. Because they want that ball was going to go to that fucking goal line to get this game close, regardless of whether or not he caught the fucking ball. I would even go a step further saying, if anything, that should have been an offensive pass interference. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. They'd never pick up fucking flags, especially not no. in an open field play like that. Where And the flag came out like as soon as the ball seemed like it wasn't going to get caught. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I'm, d- I, am I crazy? No, no. And I, I, the only thing I, you, I don't feel like it's a conspiracy in a sense. It's just, it's just, it's just the league keeps games close. Yeah, I, to, yeah, right. To some degree. And I, I think it's just refs are just, you know, stupid sometimes. Like, they, I, think they've, I think the problem now is, is that they've been trained to sort of throw the flag more so just to throw the flag. Because you, you can't uh, not throw it. You, can't, you can take a flag away, but you can't add a flag. Right, right. But then they, they'll never sort of... Yeah, I, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing, because I think you can sort of justify it both ways. Like, great, call the flag, and then they picked it up. That's actually a good thing, because there but was they no... They never fucking do that, and certainly not on pass interference. It's, it's very rare, I think, they do it. Um, and they, was, they just swept it under the rug. That's when I would like to have fucking... Gene Saskatchewan come on the screen and be like, Gene, <laughs> why did they pick it up? And be like, Yeah, I think it was a good no call, actually. Yeah, fuck that. I, I think they both had their hands on each other and they were grabbing and stuff. Listen, oh, I think it, I, I 100% agree. I don't think there was pass interference, but I think if the ball gets dropped, pass interference is called. I, I you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. And, 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 I don't know how to explain that because I don't think it's sort of a league-wide mandate to be like, uh, you know, you got to do this. I just think it's, I think it's just poor, uh, whatever you call it, like training for the refs, right? Everything's too subjective, like because they they could have that play could have happened ten times with ten different referees, and you'll probably get a different interpretation every time. That's right. There really is no real refereeing. Anymore, it's just all a yeah, dance. It's like, it's like a, it's like an improv comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. it's good, sometimes it's not. 
Yeah. Like you'll just, yeah, you'll get a different interpretation with every guy. Like it just really depends. And I think there's teams now who, who know this and who study the referees and there's analytics in actually who, which referees you're going to get in groups. And if you can sort of, you'll get those pass interference calls more, not because they'll, you'll see teams like they'll chuck it down without really the intention of, of actually catching it. It's not even close to the guy, but it's short or it's whatever. And then, the, and then the player knows to like sort of make an effort to come back to the ball or whatever. And he gets held or, or, or bumped or something. And then the re- and the flag club comes out. And I think, I think teams need to start studying that shit more actually. I agree. But here we are, Chris. We have a Super Bowl on our hands. Yeah. We don't have to pick it yet. We could pick it next week. Sure. But do you have any, I mean, I think we don't know who we're going to pick. But Do you have any initial thoughts? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a replay of, what, five years ago, which is I, I can't stand. Yeah, it's a boring Super Bowl. Yeah, remakes, or, or I guess maybe it's a sequel. Baltimore uh, Lions would have been fun to me. I would have been excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been excited with, yeah, it's just, it's the 49ers is just really, I know Ugh. this is what it's not, come down to. I'm just not, rooting for Kansas city. Cause as you know, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm pro yeah. Kansas city. I'm yeah. Pro Taylor Swift. I want it all. Yeah, exactly. It rubs totally. people the wrong way. So Matt, I love how much Taylor Swift rubs people the wrong way for no, oh. it just has no effect on their lives whatsoever. And it just mm. drives them crazy. And now, like the old, the super right has like gone after her. It's wonderful. I it's wonderful. I mean, it's amazing what what the whole of these people dig themselves into. She cannot be a nicer person. It's like she's just only done nice things. She she literally removed herself from the the, uh, the cameras, like on the field, like when the uh, when the two Kelsey brothers were hugging and talking, and she she took a few steps back. The cameras still put her in frame. Like watching the brothers, and then she was like, she realized what was going on. She literally was like, ah, I'm out of here. Like, I can't. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to be part of this. Like, she literally couldn't be any nicer of a person. Yeah. She only makes nice songs. She's not offensive. She's yeah. just been. Yeah. She so, was talking yeah. with like the like the security guards and like the other people on the on the field and stuff. And like she apparently she was like someone was like uh, she was holding someone's baby or something. I think too. Like she's just like a normal person. Like just leave her be. Yeah. Leave her be. Why can't she be? Why can't she cheer her boyfriend on? Yeah, yeah. Well, how crazy would it? How mad would the internet be if, like, Travis Kelsey went to a Taylor Swift show and was cheering his heart out? Oh, <laughs> they wouldn't. They would think he's the nicest boyfriend in the world. The some the the good people would, but the like proud boys would be so mad. Yeah, because he's not a man. He's not a real yeah, he's man. He's not alpha. Dan Campbell would be furious. Dan Campbell will be like, stay, I don't al- know, man. stay alpha, stay alpha, like, stay toxic. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck Dan I, Campbell. I, I don't, I don't think he feels like he, I don't think he's like the toxic man. Like he, he is so toxic, but he's just, I think he's, I think there's a difference because he was crying there before that press conference at the end of the game. Like before yeah, he, he cried came- man tears. Like that's like a, like, like I got to put my dog down tears. Like the, those are, uh, uh, choking back to, you know, I haven't cried since my mama died. Like fuck that guy! I hate him. <laughs> hate him. Listen, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't really get it either. I just there might be a little bit of a mis- misconception about him. I don't think there is, and if the misconception is there, he's well aware of how he's presented himself in the. Oh, for sure, for sure. I also like the fact that part of the thing too. He was like, "Listen, I get it. I know people are mad because of the, the fourth down things, and everyone's going to talk about those things." He's like, "But I don't regret them, right?" And like, he just he's. 
he's true to himself and like what he wants to do. And and he knows and he like knows a real like, patriot, you know? You gotta stick so to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, a real patriot. Uh since we only have a couple minutes left. Oh, really? Yeah, we <laughs> Gutenberg got a, a lion's share today's show. Well, it's you know that he deserves it. It's a gap day. It's a gap week. We could do. We'll do props next week. We'll talk about sports up and down. Okay. Uh, but this, uh, this yesterday, uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, hired a new head coach. They did. I'm very happy about it. You are happy about it. I'm very happy about it. This guy is the I, defensive I just... coordinator from uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, following in a, a, a lineage of Baltimore defensive coordinators who have made the jump to head coach in the NFL. None of them have been successful. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. This Listen, time's a charm. Honestly, I, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just happy they've gone in a completely different direction. It's not some, it's not some extension of Pete Carroll. Uh, the guy, I love the guy. I'd like the way to see an extension of Pete Carroll. Ho-ho, ring-a-ding-ding. It, it, uh, it's they it, win or lose. I don't care if they suck. I, I'm okay with it. Wow. But I, I'm just I'm just happy that they went in a completely different direction and weren't beholden to the past like a lot of teams do and screw themselves over. Is this the first time your team's head coach is younger than you? Uh, for sure. Wow. For sure. How's I mean, we feel terrible for so long that I, there's no way anybody would have been younger than me then at that point. How's that feel to be older than the nice? Coach? I'm, I'm happy with that. We went from the oldest coach to the youngest coach. He's half his age. Yeah. And yeah. he is the youngest coach in the NFL now, head coach. Yeah. The Steelers did a similar thing. They were like, they, got, they went super young back in the like day. Noel to Tomlin? Well, no, it was. Cower to Tomlin. Oh, Cower. I guess right. Cower wasn't that old. Cower's. Yeah, pro- I bet you when Cower retired, he was actually younger than I am now. But he seemed old. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm glad they just, you know, whatever, whatever happens. It's, uh, I'm, I'm happy with, with they, they made this kind of decision. Would have been do- nice to see them break the color barrier, but they get to remain in the top ten, the ten, the ten, yeah. the remaining ten teams. They're, they're holding strong to that. That's, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something to really be proud of. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to them, Chris. Who I wanted... thought the Patriots would have lasted longer, uh, or lasted short. Uh, go ahead. I, I want to talk about the WNBA really quick. Yeah, let's do it. Because I'm concerned. It, it's free agency. Uh, WNBA free agency has started. There was like a week or so into it. Mm-hmm. Not much has happened, of course. But yesterday, Seattle made a huge trade. Yep. They had the fourth overall pick in the draft. In a in a year where they're expecting maybe four or five of like some of the best players ever to come out. There's, there's at least three, maybe four. And, and there's some debate on, on, but they're not all guaranteed to come out. So that's the, that's the issue. They have the, the storm have the fourth overall pick. They traded that plus a player key, uh, key nurse, I believe. Yeah. To the Los Angeles sparks for a 2026 first round pick. So they just totally removed themselves from the thing for potentially Caitlin Clark, Paige uh, Bruckers, and uh, uh, I can't think of her name. Uh, it was Stanford, who's you know she, uh, Cameron something I think. Um, so there's there's a lot of talent that's potentially coming out, but they haven't not none of them have declared yet necessarily. They can go back to school. So everyone's like thinking like, oh, there's this big, big. There's like Seattle's going to make a big signing because they cleared like four hundred over four hundred thousand in their in their cap space. Yep. It allows them to make two, like, I think, uh, big signings. Yep. 
We all know where it's, we're going with this. And and so everyone's speculating it, it's Skylar Diggins Smith. Yep. And Neke Agumuke yep. from the Spark. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, they're going to sign both of them to these whole things. And then last night, I think at the at the Knicks game or something, there was Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it John Cole Jones? Yeah. No, no, it was uh, Benaja Laney. And sitting in between them was Neke Agumuke. And then everyone's like, oh, they're putting on the full core press for her. Like, maybe this isn't a done deal. She's going to Seattle, man. Maybe she's going to join the Liberty. And I'm like, if you fuck this up, <laughs> if, you tra- if you traded away your fourth overall pick in, a, in an incredible potential draft class, and you fuck it up, I know, and you don't sign know. anybody, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Jewel should leave if that is the case. They, yeah, she should. She absolutely should. Yeah, and I'm not even sure I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited for this anyway because you're no, it's not two mid thirty year old. Dave Smith, yeah, she's like thirty one or something. Like yeah, she's like in her thirties. I, mean, I mean, she had a good season last year, but like on a shit team. It's yeah. like it's like picking up. I mean, she's been great. She's a former Terry MVP. Rozier, she's been great you know, a long time. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Terry Rozier esque. Uh, uh, it, I'm just, I'm now I'm worried because they haven't already made the, the announcement and they have signed these players. Like, why is it taking so long after you, you don't tr- make that trade unless you're guaranteed you, you already had a, a deal in place with these, with these other two. Like it's real. I, I don't, I don't get it. I it's, don't, get I don't it. think it's going to be a good one for you. I think, I, st- I think, I think we're going to have the same two teams this year. I think we're, I think I'm just going to have to, uh, be a Liberties fan that we're going forward. I think you probably should. Yeah. It's it's gets so good. It's it's fun. It's heartbreaking. It's not unlike being a Sixers fan. You want to be well, honest. I mean, it's pretty much every fandom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have yeah. to like really root for like some bastard teams in order to 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 enjoy anything. I did place a uh, I did place a bet. I put my stink on the Knicks and and placed a a bet on them to make the championship. Good for you. <laughs> so sorry, y'all. But plus thirteen hundred was too tempting. <laughs> and we need to have a next post Super Bowl first week after the Super Bowl. It's like that's got to be like All Star Weekend ish. We'll have we'll have Mike and RJ and Vorkanov and every we'll have we'll do that we'll do a whole Knicks episode. Huge roundtable. I've been doing. I mean, I've been watching them a lot. They're like as you know, all season I've been watching them, and uh, I like they're even more fun without old uh, Randall. Look, yeah, Randall. Yeah, I can see that. That second unit, oh, it's so fun. I, I know I've talked about it ad nauseum. But now that Hartenstein is up in the first tier, you got Jericho Smith, which is like even better. I love that guy. There you go. It's not news. Um, all right. I think that's all I have for, for uh, to, today. Do you got any yeah. interesting factoids or topics? No, we can, uh, we can, I'll save the, uh, I have an idea for, for football broadcast announcers. Oh, I have a quick idea for you. That's okay. baseball, basketball related. Really quickly. All-star. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. an all-star selection. You know how, like, the fans fucking ruin everything, and then you end up with, like, you know, the bad all-star picks or whatever? I have, a th- mm-hmm. I have an idea. I wanted to bounce it off you. Like, it's not fully formed, but what if, because instead of 12 players, you got, like, 15 or 16, so there's mm-hmm. more all-stars? Mm-hmm. But two of them have to do the skills or the sh- the three point shootout, and two of them have to be in the dunk contest, and and someone else gets to pick. So you get yeah. sixteen players, 
Right, but they don't play, actually play in the All Star game. They're All Stars. Yeah, they would have to be All Stars. Like they would, yeah, like yeah. the fans would yeah. pick them. But it would be like once the fans have chosen and the coach or whatever have chosen all sixteen, then like yeah. the captain or the coach is like you and you, you do the dunk contest, you and you three point mm-hmm. contest, and you just play East versus West, four on four, whatever. Like you know, four dunk guys, four three point guys, and that's it. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of like it actually. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of intrigue, I guess, or a little bit of... Um, it brings you back to like the days when like Jordan and Neek and those guys did the dunk contest, you know? And the game, yeah. And, I mean, they, could, I, and they would be like, you know, I, it would, like, they'd be like, oh, sorry, Lori Markinen, you have to do it, you know? Yeah, you're the three-point shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of I like it. I guess it adds a little more intrigue to it because it's like, oh, who are they going to pick? And then who, there's like it, less people that are left off the All-Star game team or whatever. Like, you know, right, the, right, not right. to be but so grumpy about Jalen Brunson or whatever, you know? But then someone gets screwed because they have like the best three-point shooting percentage and they're not an All-Star. And then they're like, well, why don't he, why can't he be in the three-point contest? You know, I, I, I feel like everyone's gonna, always going to bitch and complain no matter what about something. Sorry. And, and the whole thing is basically just it's all-star uh, weekend. It's not all-star weekend plus guys that are good at dunking. <laughs> Mac yeah. McClung, you know? Well, I mean, that's the other problem is like, then you get really shitty dunkers and then like, it's really a boring dunk contest. Yeah, means. but it wouldn't be like those guys can, John Morant, those guys can fucking yam and like, and, and doing it like for their, in front of their peers would be like, you, you know what I mean? Sure. I feel like, no offense, but I feel like it's uh, because well, I'm jaded because of the whole thing, but I feel like it's putting lipstick on a pig a little bit. Ain't nothing. You know what I mean? You're trying to like put it, you're trying to put a little bit of a fun spin on it, but in the, in the reality, it's like all that's just kind of lame and boring anyway. And it's like, it's not really going to make a difference. You're right. I'll go kill myself. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. This is hopefully you find a, maybe hopefully you find a pool with a cocoon. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> all right. That's been your show. All right. Signing off. Hey.